Hello and welcome to the Badass Pioneers Podcast. My name is Didi and I'm the captain of Moonshots at the Badass Pioneers Moonshot Launchpad for lifestyle businesses in the wellness space. If you are an owner-operator of a lifestyle business, stick around because we'll be sharing from the trenches insights, strategies, interviews and advice for building a profitable, soul-satisfying lifestyle business of your dreams. If you're tired of being the lone ranger in your business and you feel like you could really do with some good help and support, even if just a part-time personal assistant, get ready to do it the badass way. My guest today is Dot Rock. She is passionate about helping you put on your oxygen mask first, taking care of your passions first, and then making hiring and scaling your business easy. Dot wants you to be able to live the life of your dreams and help everyone you can. But this begins with you. Dot is also an expert in helping you take your business to the next level and maximizing your efforts and your output. Dot, thank you so much for being with us today. (laughs) Thank you. That was an amazing introduction. (laughs) Awesome. Dot, let's start with your why. I know the why we are in business is important to you. So let's start with your personal why. What's the reason you started Dot Rock Consulting? Well, it started with wanting to be more present with my family. And at the time when I started it, I was an HR director, human resources director for a school district, which meant we had 250 employees that I was in charge of hiring and firing and all the drama that went along with it. And what I, I loved the work. I loved my coworkers. I loved the teams, but I realized I was so drained when I got home to be with my family. And I really started seeing this trend of going on vacations and then coming back more burnt out because my plate was full. And also I started to really notice that I was doing work that was what I would call in my zone of excellence, stuff that I was good at, but not stuff that lit me up all day. When you do work in your zone of genius, according to The Big Leap, one of my favorite books, you could do it all day, every day, and it fills up your soul and your energy feels endless. And I wanted to share that, that tap into that kind of energy for my family. And so I just started to pay attention to what it was in the work that I was doing that I loved. And that became realizing I loved the people side of it, but I loved streamlining operations and making things smooth as possible and putting people also in spots at that were what lit them up so that they stayed out of the drama and those kind of things. So my why was to really be more present for my family and be more present for myself and be able to invest in the things that lit up my energy. Oh, that's cool. That's that's so cool. There's, there's a few things there that I love, um, but I, I think we can we will get to them later. I, I've got another question for you in, in terms of You know, you believe that as business owners, uh, we need a support system. Uh, And you also believe that our very first hire as business owners should be a chief energy officer. Tell us more about that. 
Okay, so here's what I realized after I started my own business. And actually, this is my second business that I owned. My first failed. I was in my 20s, and here I am um, turning 40 this year. And, you know, a few years into my second business. And the difference is, is that I've learned that the first thing I have to do is take care of my energy. And that means I have to hire myself as my chief energy officer. And when I lay out my week on what I'm going to do, I pay attention to first, not what I need to get done, but first how I want to feel and how I want to feel is energized, strong connected, peaceful, and clean. So what does that mean I do in my calendar is the first thing I schedule is my workouts. Um, and the second thing I schedule is my food and how what that's going to be like. Because when I control my energy and when I get up in the morning and do my what I call morning ritual, all of the other things flow and go into place um, with ease instead of instead of with a lot of stress and overwhelm and all of these things. I just I don't worry as much about time if I'm really focused on managing my energy. And some weeks that means I need to go um get a vitamin injection, or I need to go to the chiropractor or something. I need to do some Reiki, something that really shifts my energy. But energy is why people want to work with me. My energy is why people want to work with me, why they're attracted to me, right? So I got to put on that chief energy officer hat first. It then affects everyone in my family, affects my clients. It really quite frankly, impacts the world as it, you know, trickles out of me. So it's, that's the first thing I got to do is hire a chief energy officer. And it actually um, takes more time than most small business owners are comfortable doing, right? Because mm. taking care of ourselves first is not easy. And it's not something, you know, I, I think, and I'm guilty of that as well. We we get into a groove, and then we we sort of think that, you know, our responsibility is taking care of everybody around us. You know, mm. taking care of our clients, taking care of our employees, and taking care of our family. And we actually forget the old saying of charity begins at home, uh, starting with ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you also believe that it takes a village to raise a child which is an old saying, mm -hmm. but it also takes a village to run a business. I totally believe that with all of my heart and soul, because I mean, if the, I think there's in the United States, there's 27 million small businesses, 25 million of those have one person working there as a, and their solo, solo, solo I call them, um, so they haven't hired anyone. They haven't surrounded themselves with a tribe and most business, small businesses fail. And I believe that's because we don't um, embrace this idea of it takes a village. I am not amazing at everything. And to have an ego saying that I can do it all well while maintaining my energy is, is a lie. And um, I think small business owners are really guilty of 
of just putting more and more on their plate and almost becoming martyrs to, you know, kill themselves to own their, to run their business, which was not the purpose of starting the business. The purpose was to make an impact in some capacity through whatever you're passionate about, or it should, or it typically should be right. And, um, when we lose sight of, of accepting and receiving support from others who have a skill set that we do not, they think that's when, you know, things start getting rocky and, um, you can only do it for so long or what happens in my opinion is burnout surge. Mm -hmm. You will be hit with a wave of burnout that will probably break your business at some point in time. If not, it'll break your energy and your spirit and your family. Totally agree with that. How do we go about breaking that cycle? How I think it we... starts with beliefs. Okay. Really examining our mindset and our beliefs. And some of the stories we tell ourselves, what I often hear is it's easier if I do it myself. It is too hard to find the right help. It is, I can't find somebody who aligns with my schedule. Um, the first time I did it, it failed. Guess what? It's probably about you and not them. Mm. <laughs> I think it starts with mindset. And then yeah. second, it, it shifts to um, really opening up your heart to receiving support and getting clear on what it is you want to be doing and what it is you don't want to be doing. Simply writing down where I'm at in my business now versus where I want to be and then breaking that down into some of the tasks. I tell people to start a Google Sheets document or just a document that every time they're doing something they do not like doing, they start typing it on there. And guess what? That eventually becomes a job description to hire somebody to do those tasks. Like and it doesn't idea. mean you have to hire somebody full time to do those tasks, but you could hire somebody one hour a week to do your laundry. Yeah. You don't ever have to do laundry again. Yeah. Right. And when I say I have to have a, be a chief energy officer, it's not just in my, my business. It's in my personal life. Right. Like it's all the things scale your life and scale your business. I like that. I like that. And, and you, you, We've spoken before, and uh, but I still think I would like some some more concrete steps on this. Um, let's say, for instance, I decide that the first thing, okay, I, I uh, anything that's admin, I hate that. Um, so let's say, for instance, as a as a coach, most of most of our listeners are coaches. The first hire that they could make. Uh, I know all of them dream that they would like somebody to do their sales. So they first want to hire somebody because they hate the sales. Uh, but that's something that they can't outsource at the start. Um, so let's say they, they would like to hire a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. what, 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 again, must they do a job description first or, or where, should they, where should they start? I, I say that, you know, it doesn't have to be what's called a job description, but it has to be clarity. I say you always start with your why. Everything you do in your business should start with your why. And if you haven't gotten um, written down your values and the why of your business and the reason you started it, 
dive into that first. On my website, I have some journal prompts for um, business owners to dive into when they're doing this work, um, and those are free. But it, it really starts with the clarity and then going into the hire, right? Like you don't just hire someone to do your sales. What part of the sales process do you not like? And so get the clarity. Make sure you're infusing your your passion into going into that process. And like, if you're in the goal, um, let's say you started a, a, a coaching business to help people put on their oxygen mask first, right? Mm -hmm. That your end goal is to inspire people and help them create a life that they're doing that. Okay, well, you wanna share that with whoever you hire. You wanna find somebody who's also doing that in their life, so that is aligned. Um, someone who's passionate about that. So that's, and then that's kind of your job description. You're starting to get clear on hmm, what skills do I need this person to have that I don't have? What um, personality do I need them to have? Okay, wait, now how am I going to give them these tasks? What would that feel like? Write that down. Step into it um, from a alignment perspective, not from a like, um, checklist perspective, so to speak, right? Like, I, I think that we can start, like, think about how you would hire a babysitter in your life. You would ask friends for references, but then what, if that babysitter came to your house, would they automatically know that your kids aren't allowed to have screen time and your kids can only have so much sugar? No. So start writing down what those limitations are and what those rules are and what those values are. And then you, you can hire someone to do that work. And I think when we really allow ourselves to dream and write down what it would be nice to hand over to somebody else and what that would look like, then those people can start coming into our lives. And then we're clear about whether or not they're a good fit for us or not, instead of just like this scarcity approach of like, oh, she said she could babysit, I'll take her. Well, does she, is she going to be safe with your children? It's the same thing with your business. Just because somebody says they can do the admin task or the sales task. Um, is that really true? And then I also say, go ahead and record a little video. Just pause and record a little video on what your sales process is now or write it down versus what your sales process could be. What would feel better? And then when you go to hire that person, maybe they watch that same video. That makes sense. You, 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 you touch on something there, and, and we've spoken about it as well. It's, it's this whole, you know, inviting, I call it the left brain and the right brain, you call it the feminist and the, the masculine, the feminine. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that. Okay, so I have to tell you, I'm like this recovering, so I'm a certified public accountant. I love the numbers and the analysis and the checklist. And I'm also a pilot, which pilots are checklist freaks, right? Absolutely. We love to like go through our like checklist because that's how we land an airplane safely. Well, that's how we don't miss anything that's really important. So 
here I am now, I have a lot of checklists, but what I've real to give to my clients, but what I realized is if that checklist isn't actually in alignment with their why and with their business and their clarity, if we haven't figured out that clarity and how to infuse that into the checklist, it's just something that they won't use. And so that's where I really see this masculine and feminine approach. Masculine or maybe left brain, I don't even know what brain it is, right brain, <laughs> is when you only think about the how. The feminine is when you think about the why. And I believe if we start with the why, the how becomes easier. The checklist is easier to follow and it stays aligned for us in what we're doing. Like we can all make a chore list for our children. Mm. Why are we making that? Because we want a peaceful, clean home. And when we talk to our kids about how does it feel to have a peaceful, clean home versus clean up your room, I told you to do it. That's the masculine how, get it done. Mm. So if I say build the same thing into your business. Absolutely. What's your advice for somebody that in terms of, of getting support and, and if, if someone feels like, like, you know, there's a resistance of going out and getting support, what's, what's the advice you will give to somebody? I think the first resistance is usually either ego. I can do it myself. I can't trust people to do it as good as I do, or it's about money. And both of those are just limiting beliefs. And when you really look at your energy and how much time it takes you to get a task done, that is not within your true skill set or within your, what I call zone of genius, the things that light you up. Um, it's costing you and your business a lot of money and energy. Um, and actually seeking that support is like stepping into the next level of your life and, um, allowing it to really come into your life, if that makes sense. So like yeah. when we invest in things like the free resources, people don't use them. Why? Because they're free right? There's no accountability there. But if you pay $1,500 for a program or whatever that is for you, whatever dollar investment is, you start using it. And when we do that with support, when we say, you know, I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire somebody 10 hours a week and that's going to cost me a thousand bucks a week. Oh no, now I got to make a thousand more bucks in my business. And then that scares people, right? But the reality is, is when you do that, you start getting real creative on what kind of tasks to give to them, what to get off your plate and what you could do to raise the bar and increase your revenue sources. I like that. One last question. Say I've hired this person now, but this relationship is not working out. Mm. How can I make the firing fun? Oh, I love firing so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone loved firing as much as I do. Um, well, first of all, if it's getting, if it's gotten to the firing point, um, what I see 
people go wrong with first is that they didn't actually give feedback along the way to help the individual, what I say, grow or go. When we give feedback, feedback is a gift always. Um, and people will usually either grow or they will leave on their own. They will go, right? And so if we've gotten to the point where we've got to fire somebody and release them, um, I think it's really important as a small business owner to feel empowered. That is an empowering boundary that you are setting for your business and for your life. And it is not somewhere that we go down a martyr path or we become the victim because we had to do something really hard and fire. Chances are, if you're firing, it's because you weren't setting great boundaries. You weren't communicating along the way and, or you hired the wrong fit is, is typically what happens. But that being said, we all have those people on our team or around us that at some point are no longer a good fit. I say you step into it with clarity, write it down, what, what the deal breaker is, um, be really specific. Um, I follow a frisk approach where you write down the fact, um, you write down the incident, that's I, um, the specifics, and then at the end, you make sure they sign it and you sign it so that you have, um, so that it's in writing and in person. And I also, I go ahead and I draft that termination letter ahead of time with with it written out that says today we met in my office and I'm requiring you because blah, 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 and keep it, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. They will want, if you're firing somebody, they will want to pull you into every piece of drama and blame it on you. And you cannot be open to that. This is a moment of empowerment. This is a moment of you taking back control of your business. And I say to the Superman pose, you know, where you stand up and you put your arms out and you do deep breaths before you fire somebody and after. Um, and then I say, take the day off, go to yoga. <laughs> so, I mean, really, really put on your chief energy officer hat and do something that lights up your soul because mm. it's sad. It is sad to lose people, but it, and we can turn it into, oh, well, I should have, I could have. Great. Write down those points. What should you have done differently? Do it next time. Move on. Men move on far faster from terminating mm -hmm. employees or contract labor, virtual assistants, than women do. Okay. Okay. Dot, that was very entertaining, very mm -hmm. informative, and very, very helpful. Where do you awesome. hang out? Where do you hang out? When people want to get, listeners want to get in touch with you, where, where can they go? The best place to find me is on Instagram. Um, dot rock, dot underscore rock is my Instagram page. And it has links to my webpage, which is dot rockconsulting.com. Um, and, you know, I have a bunch of freebies there. I have upcoming trainings. My next Hire your rockstar team bootcamp starts September 22nd. They can look into that. And I have a membership program that people can enroll in to um, keep the accountability high and learn the habits that they need to scale and continue to hire and groom their team. I truly want people to not do it all. 
I like that. I like that. <laughs> Dot, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. I wish you only the very, very best. And may mm -hmm. your business grow and prosper beyond your wildest dreams. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to hang out with you again. Folks, thanks for listening to this mini masterclass. If you like what we're doing here, head on over to badasspreneurs.com forward slash podcast because there's a lot more like this over there. You'll also find today's episode notes, including all the resources today's industry experts shared with us. And please be a badass and head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. Till next week, stay safe.